The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. My first guest this morning is celebrating one year in business this month. Ashling Finn is the Waterford woman behind the Book Resort. It's an online subscription service that uses Irish products in her gift boxes and book subscription. And Ashling is here in studio this Sunday morning. You're very welcome. Good morning, Orla. And happy birthday. Thank you. What did you do for the first birthday of the Book Resort? I wasn't going to do anything, but then I got a knock at the door and one of my friends was standing there with a birthday cake <gasps> with the book resort on it. How lovely. I know. And it was just so lovely and so unexpected and so random. And yeah, she had like this little one candle and all for her. So oh, yeah, nice. we what? had chocolate cake. Oh, I was about tea. to ask. Yeah. And tea. How lovely. Can you remember what date you started the book resort? I remember this time last year, like last October, we sent out our boxes on the first of every month. Okay. And last October, we sent out eight boxes. And the other day, we sent out almost 300. Wow. So in 12 months, we have grown substantially. Uh-huh. And we not only have the subscribers every month, we have a huge number of one-time boxes going out every day. And we have a lot of companies, corporate companies now getting in touch with us because um, of not having Christmas parties mm-hmm. and wanting to set up book clubs for staff who who are not meeting in the office anymore and stuff like that. So they, um, yeah, it has grown like from those small little handful of boxes to, to this. this wow. Yeah, I need to get caught th- down the rabbit hole of research about what is it that creates such joy of knowing you have something coming in the post. It's a very particular feeling it sparks joy it just sparks joy it does absolutely and I have subscribed before to subscription boxes um, skincare ones and when you know that's coming like that you just feel happy it's like oh it's on its way it's um, just that pleasure I suppose of knowing that something's coming and you 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 don't know exactly what you're getting yeah. you know you're going to like it though you know because it's the whole surprise concept mm-hmm. it's the mystery it's you like know. you didn't know you wanted this Yes, <laughs> it's like you didn't even order it because you don't know exactly what's in it. So, yeah. yeah that's... And do you kind of give a hint to your subscribers every month no. as to, oh, right, because no. I know some companies <laughs> they do, do that. They do sneak peeks in mm. that. And it is something that people would say, and I'm like, no, you can just wait. <laughs> but it's a book, a big bar of chocolate. And then a gift. Exactly. And then you get the card as well. And a card. So the card is handwritten. But there's, so there's a brand new book. You can choose the genre mm-hmm. of the book that you like. And then the Big Bar of Chocolate. It's always different as well every month, the chocolate. And then you get the little surprise. And the surprise is always something lovely. Mm-hmm. Like for women, we'd have things such as hand cream. Or we'd have body scrub or body lotion. Or we might have bath salts or something like that. For men, then we have stuff like shaving gel, socks. They can also get soap and candles. And we'd have um, hair wax and beard oil. So everybody is well catered for. Let's break this down. Compare yeah. Women compared to men, how many boxes are you doing? Oh, 99.5% <laughs> women. <laughs> but we would have a lot of women who would order for men. Okay. Yeah. So, um, but, and what's lovely as well is you would get kind of hurried phone calls off men as well. Kind of going, hello, it's our birthday tomorrow. 
<laughs> which is Forgot. adorable yes. like you know as well um, so that's lovely but yeah the majority of people that we would have are women and what's nice as well is the women are they're buying presents for other women mm-hmm. so we're nice to each other you we know are. we need to be mm-hmm. you know so we're nice to each other but you take the pressure off by choosing what the presents will be precisely mm. now we do have in our one time boxes you can choose like you know we do outline exactly what's in those mm-hmm. so you can actually pick um, you know if you want a luxury box like you know what's going into that if you choose a birthday box you know what's going into that as well okay. so yeah you can do that too lovely um, so 12 months on 300 subscribers like yeah <laughs> this is just reaching for the stars really for it you it really is mm. and we do have big plans as well we're taking on staff we're starting to do local deliveries ourselves mm-hmm. uh, we do have plan- big plans for next year as well okay um, so yeah everything is moving onwards and upwards and we can't wait like the past 12 months have been amazing and we're really excited for the next 12 there's lots of subscription boxes in the UK in particular. Do you find that there's lots here in Ireland as, as well or is it taking on? No, there is. There doesn't seem to be any um, really in Ireland. Um, there have been one or two over the years, but I'm talking mm. like a good few years ago. Mm-hmm. There hasn't been anybody recently. I think as well when it comes to subscription boxes, when it comes to the likes of the big companies, Ireland is such a small market. They don't really seem to have much interest. Mm-hmm. You know, they might ship here, but as for subscription box companies setting up here, I, I think it's because we're so small. Yeah, you true. know, it's just not uh, that attractive mm. an option. And that was my thing with my subscription boxes, which I usually give three months to and then I decide, should I really be doing this? But they were from the UK okay. and I would pay for the big postage yes. as well. And that's when after three months you think, is it really worth me paying eight euro extra or well, whatever? You can, yeah, mm. you can get kind of get fed up with shipping. And I know that's something I always feel in Ireland. What I have ordered online is the shipping costs. Mm-hmm. So that's why we, when I started kind of coming up with this idea, I was like, what do people want? And free delivery was one of the things, just so you don't get a big fright mm-hmm. at the checkout. Yeah. You know, if you live in Ireland, you're buying off an Irish company. Mm. It's nice that you're not charged extra I've often for delivery. I've at the checkout and I've seen a fiver. Or, yeah. Yeah. And like some of them, are like it's like when you see an extra 6 95 it's like, oh, yeah. that stings a bit. It does. You know, it does. Whereas if you're transparent from the off, you know, people know what they're getting, mm. you know, and there's no extra cost then. So that was definitely one of the things that I wanted to do. We also do free returns as well. Like we, if you're not happy for whatever reason, we'll send a courier to your house okay. to uplift it and we'll refund you in full. Like I just want to take the hassle out of it. I want the customer experience to be as nice and smooth and easy as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to respond back to people quickly. I want to, if there is anything wrong, we'll resolve it. You know, I just want everything to be as nice as possible okay for those nice boxes exactly those nice boxes that are filled with Irish products and there's been a lot of talk about you know the high street dying because people aren't going into shops because of online shopping but you're ensuring that your products are Irish and you're really emphasising the small Irish business that's maybe just starting out even absolutely like you can still shop online um, and support local like there's a lot of small companies in Waterford that we have used in our boxes and continue to use. For example, we use Polly and Andy socks, the gorgeous bamboo soft socks. We use Millish candles. They're handmade out in Dunmore East. We've used Victoria Incredible Edibles, her chocolate truffles. 
we've used the black velvet shampoo soap and if there's anybody else there at Waterford that I haven't been in touch with or haven't heard of you know reach out to me yeah. and let me know what kind of stuff you have mm. if it's something we can use we'll definitely try because it's really important it's lovely to see everybody coming together mm-hmm. like the public definitely are you know they're really really conscious of this and they're really trying to support local because in Ireland we have we have wonderful people making beautiful things with the we have brilliant craftspeople we have the best of ingredients we don't need to go abroad you know to experience this we mm-hmm. have it all here in Ireland so this is about bringing some of that stuff literally into your door that you get to try it. Now, back in March when we all got locked down, I think I went a yes. bit crazy with the shopping. I was saying to my friends, I bought an evening dress. I won't be going anywhere with that. You did not. I did. <laughs> Do you know why I bought it? I obviously thought it was going to be over in about three months. More fool me. An evening dress. I definitely bought an electric toothbrush. And <laughs> I think everyone bought an electric toothbrush during lockdown. And I brought, bought so many, so much sports gear thinking I was going to become an athlete. People bought online, didn't they, in lockdown? They did. Did that help you? Absolutely, it did. Well, I tell you a funny story. Go for it. Uh, so my courier, um, their hub is in Wexford, right? So all the water for the Wexford parcels go to the hub in uh, New Ross. And I was talking to my account manager one day and he said, do you know how many parcels we had last week? And I, now this was right in the middle mm-hmm. of it. And I said, no, I said, how many? Just out of interest. And he said, 250,000. And I said, what? And he said, that's how many parcels passed through Wexford. I was like, true. That was my evening dress. <laughs> Your evening was dress in was there. one of them. Definitely was and in I there. said to him, and what are people buying? <laughs> now, I thought it would be something like clothes, alcohol, yeah. you know, food. Yeah. And he said, do you know what you're buying? And I said, what? I said, hair dye. He said, there's boxes of hair dye. He said, we have pallets of hair dye coming in. Yeah, so that's... People are all the same. All the same. Like, what about her hair and her evening dresses? And your subscription boxes were in that 250,000 They were. Well. They were in that in that big bundle as well. Yeah, yeah. I just thought that was really funny <laughs> as to what we were all buying It seems online. like so long ago, doesn't it? It but does. It feels like another mm, era ago. It really does. Because they were kind of starting to... Move out yeah, of it and a get little used bit. To it. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. It. It's normalizing a little bit. Now let's talk the C word. Oh. I know it's weeks and weeks away, but you've probably been talking, thinking about Christmas in July, were you? Yes, we have. So our Christmas boxes are all planned. Okay. Uh, we've. Actually, Can you tell us what's in them? Ah, no, it's a big surprise. Okay. It is, but it's a lovely, lovely surprise. I'm really happy with these boxes. Um, there's after been a lot of work going into these and we're going to have the subscription boxes we'll all get a Christmassy box in December and um, we'll have a range of once off Christmas boxes as well with some equally lovely stuff in them too Fab and you do have some one off boxes as you were saying too and one of them um, that sounded lovely especially at this time of year as teenagers head into secondary school some of them for the first time ever and in a pandemic as well but you have a special edition one time confident box for teenage girls this is a gorgeous gift it is so this is especially kind of uh, directed at for if you know a teenage girl and what's in this one is there's a book called the confidence code for girls and it's a journal full of all this positive helpful practical advice uh, what not to worry about, why you're brilliant, um, how to break down issues, stuff like that. And there's a pair of lovely little panties in there as well. And what these are is 
there are panties that you can wear when you have your period. Okay. And you don't need to wear a pad or a tampon. You can just put these on and you can wash them and rewear them. So they're sustainable. But the point of it is, is you don't need to be conscious about your mm. period. Mm-hmm. You can just put these, pop these on and forget about it. And there's also a pair of friendship bracelets as well. Lovely. And there's a beautiful card in there as well. And the card has on it, you are better than sparkles and unicorns wow. combined. And it's all glittery and sparkly wow. as well. What a lovely gift. So we're we're not great sometimes at saying how we're feeling. Mm-hmm. And this box just kind of, you know, combines everything together. And it's just a way of kind of saying to somebody, I'm thinking of you. I know this is tough. And I hope this helps a little bit. Lovely. Well, there are just some of the boxes that are available at the Book Resort based here in the southeast. Uh, the bookresort.ie is the website if you want to check out what Ashling is doing. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Happy birthday. We are absolutely delighted. Fab. Full of cake. Brilliant. I'm delighted to hear. I presume your house is just full of products as well. Yes, it is. I have the best house in the world. Like, it's full of the Oh, I'm coming stuff. to your house just to try everything and eat big bars. Bars of Irish chocolate. Chocolate, yeah. Ashley, it was so lovely to talk to you this morning. And best of luck with everything in the Thanks future. Thanks, Lily and Orla. The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. Wexford is known for many things. Water buffalo, maybe not one of them. Bloody hell, he is massive. But a Ballygarrett man is changing all that. Clarence is the papa. He's the main man. Liam Byrne is the man behind Macamore Buffalo, where he and his family and a herd of water buffalo live. I met up with Liam during the week and I also met Clarence. So that's Clarence. And Clarence is about a ton in weight. He's the daddy. He's pretty friendly. He's eight years old. He's got huge horns. (laughs) And uh, yeah, he's the boss. Wow. Clarence will go where he wants to go. I'd say so. Look at the size of his horns. Can't you see? Hi, yeah, Clarence. Right, now, would you pet Clarence? I would, yeah. Hey, you want to go in there if you want? What's in here? Well, there's calves in there. Oh. So these are some of our, these are some of our younger animals. They're about, they're about heading for three months old. Um, some of them are from our own breeding and some of them are, are bought in from uh, McCroom uh, Buffalo Farm in Cork. Um, so we started off with our first buffaloes in March of 16. And why buffalo? We were just looking for something to do on the farm that no one else was doing. We wanted to really sell something that was unique and have uh, and be in a position where we could sell to the end user as opposed to being a, your regular beef farmer going to the factory and taking whatever price was on offer on the day we tried to maybe create our own economy to some degree and and be a price maker instead of a price taker within reason of course they don't look like buffalo as they are now apart from their really strange ears yeah, and if if you if you notice their horns as well, like the horns for for such a young age, you know, their horns are quite quite advanced coming from their heads, and and they grow along with the animal, and they grow to about, I suppose, maybe about a, a foot either side, twelve inches. So one of them is licking me here. Yeah, they're very friendly. Oh, fierce friendly. Yeah, yeah, no, they're good lads. They're good lads. Gee, you don't give them names or anything, I presume. No, 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 no. <laughs> We don't give them names, and we just say the black one. And of course, they're all black. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And what is it about buffalo meat? I see there's lots of places here in North Wexford that are um, have Macamore yeah. um, buffalo burgers and things like that. What, what does it taste like compared to regular beef burgers or meat? So um, when we started looking at buffalo, um, we've done some research. We contacted some buffalo farmers in Italy. We contacted some in Canada, the UK, a couple in the States. And all the research we've done showed us that buffalo, the animals themselves require very little, if any, veterinary intervention. So we don't dose or give them any injections or porons. So if I was farming regular cattle here, you would dose or inject the animals two or three times a year, depending on the weather, I suppose. Um, so um, then we looked into the meat and what it was like, and we discovered that no matter what research we've done, the meat was a lean meat. It is... Um, high in protein it's low in fat it's low in cholesterol it's high in omega oils so it had quite a, a healthy kick to it for a red meat and red meat at the time we were getting this red meat was getting a bit of a bashing and you know a lot of people were very anti-red meat but we plowed on we we felt that this was a really good red meat option nobody was doing it really at all around here well, and no one still is doing it and um, we didn't have a market there was no market we had to go and create our own market so we, we went knocking on doors of local hotels and local restaurants and we got super uh, feedback we got super encouragement the the meat itself uh, I think the proof of the pudding was in the eating we just sent out samples of uh, ribeye steaks and burgers and sausages and um the feedback was phenomenal. We were delighted, and it gave us confidence that we had made the the, the right the right step for for the farm and for the family. How do you like to eat it? Is it a burger for you or a sausage? It's, or? A, ribeye, it's a ribeye steak for me. It's a ribeye. Our, our our humble burger. It's you know it just it's our best seller. The sausages are sage and onion sausage made by our partner down in Wexford, um, Noel Doyle, our butcher. And um, but the ribeye is my favourite. Yeah, always. Is it very strong? Is that how you know? No, it's not. Some people think it's going to be like venison, which is quite quite a strong taste. But no, it's 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 a milder. It's a mild meat. It's a mild meat. Slightly sweeter. It's it's, it's beautiful. When it's as prime, you know, we we hang the meat for. For uh, 28 days, and um, it's when it's in its prime, you know, your ribeye steak is just phenomenal. Apart from restaurants, where else can people get the meat if they want to cook it themselves? Okay, so um, we would uh, supply into local uh, pubs, restaurants and hotels, as you've already said. Um, we have our website, which is macamorebuffalo.ie, and you can shop online. Um, there's a couple of retail outlets. We do a little bit with uh, Full and Plenty, a lovely artisan shop down in New Ross. It's a super, super shop. Um, we do some retail with uh, Super Value in Wexford and Gorey. They do our burgers and, and some of our sausages. Um, and then we do retail with Noel Doyle, our butcher, uh, in Wexford Town at 1798th Street and on South Main Street. Are they easy to kind of rear and look after or are you kind of up in the middle of the night like a lot of farmers? Um, no, they're, they're a lovely animal to farm. Uh, they're easy to farm. They're enjoyable to farm. They are a very docile animal, you know. They they tend, even in the fields, they tend to spend a lot of time kind of lying up around the road gates because then people stop to look at them. And they, believe it or not, they enjoy human company. They they enjoy kind of people paying them attention and giving them a rub and taking their photograph and all the rest of it. <laughs> are you ever tempted to keep one of them as a pet? 
Um, should we keep them all as pets, just not forever? That was Liam Byrne at his farm in North Wexford. His water buffalo are just so well looked after. It's clear that Liam is passionate about caring for that water buffalo herd. And Clarence, the bull, he is just a sight to behold. You can get more details at macamorebuffalo.ie. The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. Stick this date in your diary. Next Sunday is Kilkenny Day. It's a day to celebrate all that is unique about Kilkenny. It's been devised by Kilkenny County Council and County Councillor Andrew McGuinness is on the phone to tell us more. Hello, Andrew. How are you? I'm good, thanks. And thanks for having me on to promote Kilkenny Day Now you'd say October some, 11th. Some people might say that Kilkenny always celebrates itself. Does it need a Kilkenny Day? Look, we have an awful lot to be proud of here in Kilkenny. And, That's uh, true. Kilkenny Day, I suppose, um, we're having it on the feast day of St. Canis, which is where we uh, derive the name Kilkenny. Um, so, I mean, it's an excuse for us to be able to celebrate everything that's great about Kilkenny, and we're encouraging people to, to join us um, and to come out uh, and wear the black and amber if you're that way inclined um, and join with us in celebrating. What in particular do you want to celebrate about Kilkenny City and County? Are there particular parts of it or particular achievements that you'd like to celebrate? Well, I suppose um, within the city and county we want our communities, our heritage, our environment, commerce, creativity, food, hospitality, sport and above all our our people. Um, Kilkenny is well known for its festivals and, you know, we can't do that this year. Um, we can't have uh, our Sabre Kilkenny and our Arts Festival the way that we used to have it and the Cat Laughs and the Rhythm and Roots Festival. Um, so, I mean, I think this year in particular, it's really important um, that we celebrate in, in a kind of a positive way everything that we have uh, to be proud of here in Kilkenny. It's not just about hurling. Yes. Now, you're doing some really lovely things on the day, which is this day week. One of them is Ring Those Bells, and it's a, a mark of appreciation to all the frontline workers. Uh, the Air Corps is going to be involved, but also um, churches are going to ring their bells at 3pm as well. This is such a lovely idea. Absolutely. Now, the Air Corps, are, are, their involvement is for a different event that just happens to be uh, on the same day, okay. Um, but but it's brilliant because we're joining everything together, um, and the whole idea about the ring those bells um, is to acknowledge and celebrate, I suppose, the the fantastic work of our frontline workers, um, who are putting themselves um, in the line of fire uh, for the benefit of everybody else, and we want to show how much we appreciate that. So we're encouraging everyone in Kilkenny to join in, uh, ring a bell at your home or your place of work. Uh, wear the black and amber with pride and, and show everyone uh, that we're, we're there standing with uh, our frontline workers. And we're asking people to upload their photos to uh, the Kilkenny Day uh, Facebook page. What a day that will be if all the churches and places with massive bells ring them all at three o'clock. That'll be some sound across the city and county. Yeah, it, it will be brilliant. And, and I think when we do things like that together, um, it just shows a, a united uh, desire to acknowledge the great work uh, of our frontline workers. And, and I, I do understand from talking to many frontline workers that it's really appreciated. Mm. Um, but, of course, what they would appreciate more is if, and I, I always take the opportunity to put across this message, if we all continue uh, to be vigilant in terms of our social distancing, mm-hmm. uh, our hand hygiene, uh, adhering to the the, the 
health uh, guidelines and wearing a mask where appropriate and all of that kind of thing as well. Yes, of course. Um, are the Air Corps going to be flying over at 3pm as well as the bells or are they at a different time? Uh, I, I'm pretty sure now, I don't. I, I have to be, I stand to be corrected, but I'm pretty sure they're flying over at the same time. Right, so just watch out for well. them as well. And we're also doing Let's Taste Kilkenny where restaurants are going to be tailoring their menus to promote the culinary history of the county. So what will it be? Kilkenny-based food that they'll be providing on the day? Yeah, I mean we're celebrating our, our local uh, our local producers. Um, normally in October we would also have Savour Kilkenny as well, which is a, a huge food festival and it's been very successful. So I suppose we're, we're celebrating that as well, and we're celebrating all of our local producers, um, which is really important. Uh, and I think at, at a time like this, when we're the whole country is in crisis, um, I think it's really important that we celebrate all of that thing and give our local producers and our local suppliers our local restaurants uh, a dig out um, when they really need it most. Brilliant. Now, if you're in Kilkenny, you will more than likely have got the programme of events that's gone to nearly 12,000 households across the county. So people can check out what's going to be happening on the day in uh, County Kilkenny and Kilkenny City as well. But like, there's just so much. You're asking people to bling your bike and get outdoors as part of a photo conversation. Um, you're going to have conversations with chats when celebrity chef Edward Hayden is going to host a series of online chats with some of Kilkenny's best love heroes. Um, and then you have some free events as well if people want to go to to certain museums and galleries, they will be free on the day as well. Is that right? That's absolutely correct. And we also have, I, I, I alluded to, the event that is also happening at the same time on Kilkenny Day is um, we are unveiling a, a monument. We're calling it the Woodgate Memorial Project. Mm-hmm. And that's why we have uh, the fly pass. Um, and that monument is to acknowledge uh, a 14-year-old who we believe was the youngest Irish serviceman uh, to die in World War I. Okay. And now I know that might start some controversy mm-hmm. in Waterford because <laughs> I believe you celebrated a, a different person yes. who you guys believe. Yeah, but <laughs> we'll, we'll have to argue that the toss on that one. And what's um, your fellow called who was 14? Woodgate, is it? Thomas, Thomas Woodgate. And okay. he actually... He actually, and the reason why we've uncovered um, his young age was he faked his age to join the RAF uh, in 1918, uh, just a month before he died. Okay. Uh, he, w- he died at the age of 14 years old. Ah, sounds very um, like the story of John Condon from Waterford. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Okay. And, and we're going to be celebrating that, and that's why we have um, uh, the fly pass coming in. And it's great that it's coinciding uh, with Kilkenny Day, um, so we have an awful lot on uh, in the city and throughout the county. Um, so I would encourage all of your listeners to look it up, have a look at the programme uh, and come join with us uh, and celebrate on Kilkenny Day. Brilliant, which is this day week, October 11th. As I said, a programme of, of events is being uh, posted out to 12,000 households in Kilkenny. But if you don't get it, is there a website that people can go to, Andrew? Uh, yeah, there is a website. And if you look at our own county council website, we'd have all the links on that as well. Okay. Um, all you have to do is Google Kilkenny Day and there's lots of information online uh, and the programme is online. Um, I've put the programme on my own Facebook page as well. Okay. Um, so there's plenty of information to be uh, checked out there and there's something for everybody to attend. 
Brilliant. So if you want to check out Andrew's Facebook, that is Councillor Andrew McGuinness from Kilkenny County Council, or you can go to the Kilkenny County Council website for more details and watch out for that programme of events coming in through your door if you're living in Kilkenny. Andrew, best of luck on Kilkenny Day. Thanks a million for talking Thanks to us much. this morning. Thank you. Appreciate the call. The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. That is the voice of our very own Debbie Ridgard. She has been training massively for the Solace Cancer Support Centre's Run and Walk for Life. And this year it is more important as ever because, as you know, we have a lot of virtual stuff going on and the Run and Walk for Life is no different. But you really have been supporting and registering in your thousands. It is just so great to see. But uh, Debbie is training. Mm -hmm. We talked to her a couple of weeks ago. She'd really got into it. (laughs) Now you've done some KMs. Oh, yes, we have. It's on week four now, which is okay. like the final couple of days before, of course, uh, the Run and Walk for Life. Uh, the virtual event is taking place from the 9th until the 11th of October. But, of course, if you can't make it from the 9th till the 11th, you can still run at any other stage that is available to you um, just to raise these funds, of course, for the Solace Cancer Support Centre. But I'm on week four of training right now. OK, how does that compare to week one? What are you doing differently now? I'm a lot more tired. No, (laughs) I think it's um, week one. I was seen as, ah, yeah, it's grand because, you know, like two kilometers, you can you can get there because if you get tired, you can still walk a little bit. Yeah. And now it's over. And now it's still a bit daunting when I see today I'm supposed to do eight kilometer run, uh, which is at a steady pace, meaning that you're not really supposed to not run. You're supposed to, you know, Make yeah. it and jog the it's whole not way. A fast walk or anything. Yeah, okay. and I did my test route on Thursday, and it didn't work out very well. I'm not going to lie to you. Now, let's talk about how your day started because I think if people who are into running probably would say this wasn't the greatest of ideas. So basically, what people say to me about a lot of things. <laughs> you started off with an early morning weights class, mm-hmm. so you did a lot of clean impresses and kettlebell swings, and then. You set off on a run. Yeah. So to be honest with you, um, (laughs) I skipped a couple of days of my run last week. And so making it into week four, I had to get my run done on the Thursday to keep it up and to get the third run done Mm -hmm. that week. So that's why I was like, right, weight training is done from eight o'clock until nine. Mm -hmm. Nine o'clock, I'm going to do a run. I didn't realize the impact that it would actually have on me. And I did the test run of the route that I'm looking to do uh, Mm -hmm. next Friday as well. And it's a lot of inclines and a lot of declines. And by the first incline, I was like, oh, my God, what have I done? (laughs) But uh, I got there eventually. It was only five kilometers as well, which is a half the route that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Um, I got there eventually, but it was a lesson to myself of going, "Okay, I really need to kick it into gear before I get here next Friday. Um, to really figure it out and do it at the pace that I want to do it too. Okay. Are you excited about it? Are you looking forward to getting it done? I actually really am. Um, it's a it's a real like learning curve as well. Like it's a mental toughness training. It really is running. Yeah. And I know people always talk about that when they're really into running, that it is a mental game and it's not just a physical game. And you know, when you're looking at it from the outset, mm. you just go, ah, yeah, it is, yeah. And then when you're halfway through, you go, oh, it actually genuinely is mm-hmm. a mindset thing. And that like, it's when it's your brain is given up before your body is and then you have to 
readjust and rethink how you can actually go into exercise and say, yeah, you know what? I actually can do it. I've done it before. You're just being lazy. And, and I you think feel that, so good afterwards. Yeah. Afterwards, I'm not going to lie. On Thursday, once I got finished with that five kilometer run, um, <laughs> it was raining a little bit. Mm-hmm. I saw the grass in my garden and I plonked myself a full like star jump on the floor oh. for a good 10 minutes. I was soaking as well, but it was so worth it. An the cooling feeling. down. And the even more amazing feeling is that you are raising vital funds for the Solos Cancer mm-hmm. Support Centre. Um, 96% of their funding comes from fundraising and this is their biggest fundraiser of the year. So you can imagine when lockdown happened, how difficult that became for them to do that fundraising. So um, this is a big one. Mm-hmm. And so many people have got involved. It's amazing to see the registrations, but you can still register on the website at sullacenter.ie. You can also donate if you don't want to yeah. um, run it. You can just choose to donate. It's just such a special organisation to have in mm. the southeast. It really is. Like I was talking um, before, like in my own family, we've lost a couple of members of our family uh, to cancer before the Solace Cancer Support Centre had opened up. And I just know that in a situation like that, that, if that amenity was available mm-hmm. back then, it would have been so special. So I understand how important it is to people in the southeast as well who may be going through it or who have gone through it as well. Just to have that door and a welcoming face as well. Um, just mm. to, you know, just talk through the tough times with you. It's so special as well. Um, and you can see that door, as well. It's just an oasis of calm the minute you open the door. It's a beautiful, yeah. beautiful place to be. Um, if you want to check out more details on what the Solace Cancer Support Centre does, that website, again, is the place to go, solacenter.ie. But if you want to take part in your run and walk for life your way, October 9th to the 11th are the dates that you can do it. But as Debbie said, you can choose any day that you want to do it. Debbie's doing it this mm-hmm. coming Friday. And it is your run your way. So even if you want to crawl or hopscotch, 500 metres, you can do that. Exactly. You can walk to the car and back yeah. and then you are done. You know, it's just to raise these vital funds and uh, come and join me. <laughs> yeah. Friday, what time? I'll be very tired. I think uh, it's nine o'clock in the morning oh. is that I'm going to be doing it, which I have that um, strength training as well on the <laughs> Thursday the day before. So I don't know how my legs are going to fare, yeah. but I'm going to get through it because I feel like the motivation of the actual day, as you know, like being in the... Um, run for life last year the atmosphere there is just just so amazing amazing. when you put on that orange uh, Mm t-shirt and you just see so many people that are grouping together for such a good cause I feel like that will still follow through even though we're doing it virtually this year you'll still get the spirit Mm. of the run and walk for life Um, solacenter.ie is that website again the event as ever is proudly supported by BEAT and this year UPMC Whitfield Hospital has also come on board to support this worthwhile cause of luck. Thank you. I'll be thinking of you. (laughs) (laughs) The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. Well, we're just into October, as you know, which is Breast Cancer Awareness Month and one Wexford woman who I've been following closely since she told us about her breast cancer diagnosis last year and her life as a woman now living with incurable stage four breast cancer is Trina Cleary. Trina's just in her 30s and has been on the Sunday Grill twice before and she joins me at the start of Breast Cancer Awareness Month to tell me what it means to her. Hi, Trina. Hello, how are you? Very good, Trina. Now, we're going to have to talk about the last week because you had a three-month checkup, which was a massive scan, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the first scan that I have had since 
my surgeries and um, since starting my new cocktail of drugs and stuff like that. So it was to see if my, you know, if my treatment plan has worked um, in the sense to stop progression or stop any more tumours popping up anywhere else. Okay, so you went in, you had your scan on a Friday, you were told, or you had your scan on a Thursday, I think, you were told you would get the results fairly quickly. What happened? Um, yeah, it was a Wednesday, I think. It was a Wednesday okay. night I went in. It was like a late enough appointment. Um, and they said to me, oh, that'll be reported tonight and your oncologist will have it tomorrow. So I was like, okay, fair enough. Um, and I texted him the next day and he was like, no, that should be reported though in the next couple of days. And I think it was about a week and a half. I was waiting then. Um, before actually, before the results actually came through, so I met him last Wednesday, and he he gave me the results then. And good results. All good results. Yeah, there's been no progression at all. Um, he describes my tumors as having little holes in them, and he said the holes are now filling up, which essentially I suppose makes them makes the bones that they're around stronger, um, meaning that the bones are not really at risk of breaking anymore. Brilliant, because you had had a lot of problems with your bones, hadn't you? Yeah, I had, I think the last time I was speaking to you, I just had my hip replacement. Um, and I think at that time, I was complaining to you about my neck as well. Um, and it actually turned out that I had fractured my C2 spine, where my tumour was on my neck. So for about, what, two or three months, I was actually walking around with a broken neck. like. Oh, gosh. And I suppose these are the things that people don't massively understand about the realities of living with incurable cancer. Yeah. And how are you day to day, apart from, you know, how do you feel? Do you, do you get by a day fairly normally, do you think? Yeah, like pain-wise, I'm, I'm always in some form of pain, not massively. Um, I won't need to take anything stronger than like a salsadine or Panadol or something like that. Um, but yeah, I just kind of take it day by day. And if I feel like going out and going walking, I'll go out and go walking. Or if I just feel like staying in bed, I'll stay in bed. I'm very kind of in tune with my body that way and I know when to listen to it and, and what to do and when, you know, when I can do more as such. And are you back working or anything? No, not yet, no. Okay. And do you um, hope to be? Yeah, I will go back eventually. It's just last year I kind of went back too soon so I want to make sure that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm okay in my head to go back and, you know, my medication and everything is kind of settled in my body before I decide to, go, to commit to going back. Okay. Um, you on your Instagram, if people want to search for you, which is Tree Cleary, so T or I, um, you're so honest about your journey. And we spoke to you, as I said, a few months ago, because you had been given the all clear maybe this time last year, I think. And then you had gone back in and been told that you had stage four incurable breast cancer. And your journey, you've been so honest, as I said, but you're also so determined for people to really check themselves so that they don't miss the first signs of cancer. So what does something like Breast Cancer Awareness Month mean to you? It means a lot to me. Um, not only is it obviously Breast Cancer Awareness Month, but it, it'll be my cancer anniversary as well from my mm. initial diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And it's my birthday month. Um, so, um, yeah, just obviously from day one, I will just be campaigning just to make as much noise as possible so that people will kind of go, Jesus, she was really young when she got it and you know, maybe I'm not safe, maybe I do need to check myself. And, you know, I'm all about the shockability factor as well, as, as you can see from my post. Like, I don't really hold anything back um, in regards to sharing my scars and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it's just to try and reach as many people as possible. And, you know, also let the message out there that it shouldn't just be one month that you're checking yourself just because it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. You should be checking yourself every month regularly, like. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that you've posted that you had to kind of think twice about whether you'd posted or not? 
Um, I suppose when I first shared my post this day last year of the first time I shared my scar, like mm. my mastectomy scar, I did kind of go, oh, am I going to get reported or, you know, are people going to be offended or anything like that? But people actually, like, they were really um, encouraging and just I, I only had positive comments. You know, I never, ever got anything bad said about it, but I did, I, I did freak out when I posted. I was like, oh, should I delete it or what? But no, it was fine. Brilliant, brilliant to hear. You're up to 15,000 followers now. Have you found that people are engaging more and, and talking to you about checking themselves? Oh, absolutely. Like the amount of people who would message me and say, oh, I check myself in the shower when I think of you and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, that's a little bit creepy. But <laughs> um, yeah, no, loads of people have gone and got checked and, you know, gone to their GPs or um, even a couple of my friends passed away last month mm-hmm. from cancer and just from sharing that news it, it kind of pushed I put up a video um, and I was very upset like visibly mm-hmm. in it um, and the amount of people that messaged me and said that video has pushed me to make my appointment and I got screenshots of like cervical checks and you know breast checks and stuff like that where people had gone and, and made their appointments because it just kind of showed the reality of how quickly things can change for people and you know how important it is to go and get those those things that have been bothering you checked. That must be hard, Trina, to meet people during your own cancer journey and to lose people. That must be really tough both to lose a friend and for yourself who's going through a cancer journey. Yeah, it is. Like, it's just, I think when someone passes away, especially when it's someone who's my age mm. and, you know, they would have been quite healthy as such, like a couple of months previous and then for it to suddenly go downhill, it does bring the reality of it to me that could that happen to me you know when how long have I got left or you know what's in store for me like you know will I go that quickly or whatever like but I mean we can't we can't live like that because you could walk out in front of a car tomorrow like and and that could be how it ends like you know so it is tough but you just have to touch yourself off and and carry on and then you know for those that can't carry on yeah exactly Um, you've three months to the next scan how is that do you get kind of is it six weeks and every, you don't think about it? Does it start to creep into your head after maybe two or three weeks before the next sta- scan? How does that work for you? Um, I think once I get my date, probably I'll be like, oh, Jesus, and they call it scan diet. That'll start. <laughs> but I'm just trying to stay in the mindset of no amount of worrying is going to change the outcome. And I suppose if I'm feeling quite well in myself as well, like the nurses have said, that's nearly a, an indication to how things are. You know, if there's no new pains or you know, I'm not feeling like any more tired or anything like that than what I normally would be. You know, that's kind of a good indication to how, how the results will go as well. Okay, great. Well, it's great to hear you had such good scan results last week and that you're feeling so well. As we said, it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month and you can go to cancer.ie for more details on that. But we'll leave the last word to you, Trina, for this Breast Cancer Awareness Month. What do you want people to do? Just check yourself, check yourself, check yourself, check yourself. Um, if you don't know what you're looking out for, just get to know your own body, know your own lumps and bumps, and then notice any changes. And if in any doubt at all, get to your GP and and just kind of push, you know, be an advocate for your own body and push to be referred and, and kind of checked out and get your answers if you don't feel that something's right. Brilliant. Thanks so much for talking to us this morning. Uh, that is Trina no Cleary. Problem. And if you want to check out Trina on her Instagram, it is uh, Tree, T-R-I Cleary. You'll find her fairly easily there. Thanks a million, Trina. No bother. The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103.